Yes, here we go. Episode 6, Gypsy Jazz Hangouts. Brilliant. Thanks for tuning in. Cornelius here. And yes, we're still making podcasts. Well, how are we doing that, you may ask? Well, obviously, I can't invite people around to my house because uh, it's a lockdown. That's against the rules. But you are allowed to meet in the park. You can meet up to six people or so, as long as you're two metres apart and you're not having too much fun. Uh, but jazz is fun but not too much fun so you're allowed to play jazz uh, so we did that when I bought myself a little um, portable recording device a, a zoom HN2 if that's of interest to anyone uh, and we got over ha- uh, with us Harry Diplock Harry Diplock incredible guitar player um, hails from Devon uh, been London based for since about 2012 uh, incredible guitar player very um, he really is one of the best around at the minute and a real expert on the sort of what a lot of people call the the Paris sound or the Parisian sound. Um, uh, yeah, incredible guitar player. Plays in the London Django Collective. Um, if you haven't uh, if you haven't listened to the London Django Collective yet, what what are you doing? Get on it. Incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, a group of London musicians, some of the absolute ludicrously good players, all writing original material. Uh, it's gypsy jazz, but not like you've heard it. It's, it's new, it's progressive, it's exciting, it's fresh, it's awesome. So we talk about that too on the podcast, which is fun. Um, ben and Manning came down on the bass. Very nice to see him again. And it's been kind of weird getting used to playing with human beings again. It's been a really long time. It's uh, uh, fun, but yeah, it felt kind of weird almost. Um, now then, before we crack on with this episode, um, Saturday night, this Saturday night, 8 o'clock, I was meant to be doing a podcast with um, Michael Joseph Harris, the amazing guitar player from America. He was coming to the UK um, on a tour to support his album Tangent. Very good album. Go and get it now. Um, but obviously he couldn't come, so we, we're going to do the same sort of thing we did with Robin Nolan. We're going to just do kind of a, an interview over Zoom. We're going to live stream it as it's happening on YouTube. And, uh, and Michael's going to pick some tunes off his latest album. Uh, that we're all just going to have a bit of a listen to. So, Saturday night sounds like fun. So, do tune into that. Um, but until then, here is Gypsy Jazz Hangouts episode six. Cheers. <laughs> They're just so big. They're so unnecessarily big, those tunes. Yeah, right. What's that <laughs> this, right. is, this is super sneaky. Yeah. I don't even oh, know I've got it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> what kind of tuner is that? Uh, Diodario. Just like a little, you flip it on. Everyone thinks you've got perfect pitch. <laughs> Put new strings on. Are they expensive? 10 quid. It's cheaper than a snark. Yeah. They're, they're well expensive. And the snark's like this. Christ. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, when you really yeah. want someone to know you're in charge. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go. Could we play Then um, Their Eyes? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to take the, the head? Yeah. Not really a head. <laughs> no, it? not really. <laughs> Thank you. 
Dennis Chang's disciples. Yeah, I've heard a lot of Dennis Chang. Dennis Chang, <laughs> Zalan Bagara, and that guitar improvisation YouTube channel. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Spent a lot of time. They've got a lot of views in this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, lads, it felt like a gig, but when are we ever going to gig again? Yeah. What are we going to do? There's three musicians trying to earn money in this big bag of work. Well, I've started selling bagels, so uh, <laughs> five for really? yeah, four for five pounds. Let me <laughs> with delivery. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have bought some. Really, that's bad marketing by my my end, isn't it? You could have advertised it on this world page. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know. Yeah, weird though, isn't it? Like. Yeah, yeah. I just I do worry a bit because you know I, I don't know how many venues are still going to be up and running by the time the lockdown kind of eases off. But there's still going to be loads of musicians tearing out the gates looking for work. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I get this feeling that I'm going to look back on pre-COVID like as this nice time when I did lots of gigs. You know I mean? I'm hoping it will return to normal. It's just going to take quite a long time. Yeah. But yeah, as for little venues, I mean, just fingers crossed they can all stay open because yeah. they're some of the best places to play. Yeah, exactly, you know? they are. It's them little places. That's the thing. Yeah. It's hard. Do you normally um, do you normally work outside of music? No. You know, in the in the, normal in the real world. <laughs> no, I mean I do uh, okay. I do teach at a primary school. Okay, yeah. Uh, for a day, day and a half a week. That's actually I'm doing more online teaching now. Right. Than I do normally. Have but you managed to, has, have you converted a lot of your students to online? Yeah. yeah. All of all of them. Pretty much. That's yeah. Have you found yeah. Them? yeah. <laughs> how's that working out? Is that all right? Yeah. It's it's. Because I live in the loft uh, in my flat, it's um, quite hot up there, so it's quite a sweaty online yeah, teaching right. session. But otherwise, it's, it's great. I find it quite difficult. I've moved like a few of my students onto online as well. Like some of them is no, not possible, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just like within tech issues and then like trying to get them to frame your hands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's quite interesting. They've got the music backgrounds and all sort of stuff. Yeah, right. To try and like frame. I don't know, like normally in a lesson you can say like, no, like this, yeah, but no, now I have to like hold it, it up here and like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Are you guys teaching? Or? So difficult. I only, I only really had two students and like, um, we haven't done any online stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of like trying to make a proper good like online, make a good go of it, because I just think that's the future. Like, yeah. Mm. Uh, I think we're all... And, you know, I think we're all going to have to like adapt, because like, I was talking yeah. to Toby about it, about trying to get gigs, and I was like, look, Small venues and like pubs and restaurants were tricky enough as it was in terms of trying to get decent pay mm. and getting money to go. So I'm like, we're gonna have to think of like different kinds of venues. So like, if you could do something, imagine mm. you could find a place. It could be somebody's house. Mm. It could be like a, a shop. I saw somebody somebody do a gig in like a men's 
tailored suits shop. Oh, really? yeah. and, and you just do it and you advertise it online and people pay you know, five, five on PayPal and that. Mm. Um, but I think we're going to have to become quite innovative yeah. in how we get on. I mean, there's different types of gigs as well, because there's the sort of gigs that I like playing, like at the little clubs, yeah. and then there's like the corporate and weddings, yeah. and that's what I do most of the time. Yeah. Probably. Realistically, there, it's like this, this summer's booked out with stuff like that, and then none of it's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. I, like I looked at this week and I've, I've got, I use Google Calendar and I've got everything colour-coded, all no. quite organised. But it's like, I can see all the gigs that I would have had and then I can see what I've got on now, which is a different colour and there's just like two things each week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is why this is nice. Something, to, something to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, it? Like, uh... I mean, uh, it's. I'm getting annoyed with my phone reminding me of all, like every morning. It's like reminder. You've got this awesome gig tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> no. yeah, it was yeah, just so nice. Like today, knowing I have to do stuff by four because at four I have to leave to get somewhere yeah, yeah. for a time. It was like, yeah, it's what? great. <laughs> How do you do that? But you know, it's it's been nice as well. The lockdown it's given me a lot more time to practice mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. do stuff because. I actually definitely found this Harry, like, it's really busy with gigs, it's hard to find time to practice because, well, you don't have much time, so you can't develop your playing, mm -hmm. and then I actually find I start getting really fed up with gigs, because I have to just play yeah. the same thing I played every gig for the last month, because I can't mm -hmm. learn new stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been yeah. nice in a way, that's how Yeah, totally. Gigs are quite handy for practicing as well, because it's like, that's where you can really make sure you know what, or what you've been practicing. You've got to get it to work in yeah. your gig. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I, I'm missing that a bit, but I've had, I've had, I've had lots of time to practice and play. Which yeah. has been good. Speaking of playing, yeah, we'll shall we? I chose that one, so. Hmm. I'm not <laughs> Thank you. 
This is it, Olivier Marin wow. from France. Sweet. He's actually he's actually in Spain, I think. Um, but yeah, it's um, I got this off a friend of mine. I don't know if you know a guy called Rich Borkham. Shout out to Rich Borkham if he's li if he ever listens to this. But he's he's got he's sort of um, take goes to Samoa every year with me. He lives in North London. He's got a good collection of. Gypsy jazz guitars, yeah. and he bought this one. Off. This is Sebastian Gigno's old guitar. Oh, really? That he did lots of his recordings on and stuff. So, I've always liked this guitar. There's some, you know, Patrice Fifty Three. Yeah, yeah, videos. Yeah. So there was some clips, solo clips of like Benoit Convert from Le Droit de l'Homme yeah. uh, playing some solo stuff on this guitar. Sebastian playing some solo stuff on this guitar. Adrian's played on this guitar. It's not DNA. And so, but I've always liked that guitar sounded awesome. So anyway, when Rich got it, I was like, I've got to get this guitar. <laughs> so yeah, I got it. And I got Alex Bishop to, because it was in a bit of a state to okay. sort it out. And now I really like it. Congrats. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I have yet to uh, fork out on a, like a, a really nice Luthien guitar, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. it has to happen at some point, but I'm just a deadbeat jazz musician, so yeah, it's kind yeah. of tricky. I used to play my own, because I worked with Alex. I don't know if you know this, but okay. I I did the same course Alex did. Oh, I really? did Yeah, guitar oh, making. Really? And Where I, did you do that? At the uh, Cass School of Art. Uh -huh. It's the old Guildhall Furniture College. Okay. And oh, we did that to... Like he was a few years above me, but I saw him making gypsy jazz guitars, and I made one. Yeah. And then, yeah, just uh, we were playing together for years, and I was playing my own guitar for years, and then I'll play this one because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and is that where you met Alex then? Yeah, yeah. And then we started playing together and going to the Cucumber. So that was my first. That was in 2012. So that was when I first moved to London. And then I, we were working together actually for a little, for a year or two, and then, and then uh, he's moved to Bristol, and yeah. the music for me started taking over, so I couldn't go to the workshop as much. I just ended up doing that instead. Is that like so? When you came to London, did you sort of have aspirations of being like a luthier? Was that the idea? Yeah, I thought. I, I think I thought that was. I don't know. I wanted to do both equally, but sure. I was like, I was quite into the idea of being a luthier and everything, <laughs> and I think it's pretty tough. 
a tough gig, yeah? This is, it's, even, it's maybe even tougher than being a jazz musician. No way. I'm serious. Oh, God. What are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah. You know, what happened to aerospace engineering? Yeah. Alex, come on. Exactly, man. yeah. <laughs> Killing work on yeah, Elon Musk. He could I mean, use. props to Alex because, he, he, you know, it's tough. It's a pretty tough bit and he makes amazing things. Beautiful, you know? beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the music just took over for you then. Yeah, I mean, I was playing lots of swing dance sort of things. Yeah, lots of functions, less of my own band stuff, uh, but I was quite enjoying it. It's, and quite, it's, it's like you can you can get enough money from it to live off. So you know, as much as all musicians tend to knock function work, like don't. Oh, knock it's great. You turn up, you play your instrument, and you get paid. For it's funny because yeah, lots of it people. It can also be great fun, like yeah, as well. Yeah, a lot of people talk like it's but not. I think some people don't find it fun, and that's the difference. Like a lot of a lot of people don't like the function gigs. It can get stale. I know yeah, that, but yeah. I quite enjoy the weddings and stuff. Mm. You know, because you're getting paid well to go to sit in a wedding and you get to eat really nice food and it, hang out mm. in the sun. I quite enjoy it because I'm playing not, yeah. music that I really enjoy with a band I like. Yeah. I guess because. It's my band for most of the gigs. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Well, it's nice when you get a wedding gig and the hosts kind of almost have you as sort of part yeah, of the yeah, day. Yeah. They want to look after you and yeah. say, here's some food and get, you know, there's a bar, get stuff in there. <laughs> and then you get some, like, I remember one time we turned up to uh, this thing and we had to do, like, a jazz set in the kind of early afternoon. Yeah, and, yeah. And then wait, like, six hours to do, like, the pop <laughs> set uh, in the, the pop set afterwards. And when we finished the jazz set, we were like, um, is there any, it's like a room to like the wedding organiser planner, the yeah. really boss person. Like, is there like a room maybe we could just hang out in? Like, oh, it's like, have you got a car? Like, yeah, we drove it. Like, Can you just wait in the car? Like, what, for six hours? <laughs> That's terrible. That's a bit That's awful. We had to, I've, I've had to, uh, there was a shed, a garden shed at the bottom of someone's garden and they, they said that was the band room. And the shed was just full of like lawnmowers and there was four of us and we couldn't even all fit in there. And there was just some Tesco value sandwiches that had sort of gone crusty around the edges for Amazing. us. Yeah. Living that, the dream. Not so great. <laughs> <laughs> and here's something I want to ask about as well. So, um, London Django Collective, mm -hmm. incredible cool thing. Uh, it's, uh, this was going to be the, the first summer of that, right? There's probably loads of cool gigs lined up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were going to play at Samoa really? on the little stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was going to, which we were all very excited about, no but uh, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So fingers cool. crossed next year. But yeah, there, there was some stuff lined up, and we just finished releasing these. Each of us wrote two tunes, yeah. EPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Samuro was one of yours, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Beautiful ballad. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's Sanguine's the ballad. Oh. And then Samuro's the like the I mean, like yeah. pumping gypsy pumping. jazz one. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a really nice. Project. I mean, me and Matt, the violin player, we go to Cork every year and play. Yeah, the Cork jazz. Cork yeah, jazz. yeah. I've, I've been a few times, but with like a kind of jazz, pop, rock and roll band. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. more the vibe actually of the jazz Definitely, festival. Yeah, yeah. So we go play gypsy jazz, and we came back one year and we were like, oh, it'd be nice to do more, just more gigs of us playing together and stuff. And obviously, I knew Kurosh and. Robin, but none of us play together as a group, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we sort of decided we'd have a go at writing some tunes and just because we thought about doing, you know, standards, but 
it'd be like Salma 607 but not as good <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, you so it's like exactly guys, so it's yeah. like now nah, that's already been done and amazingly Very well, well. <laughs> so let's just do our own songs and then no one can complain Absol- hey man honestly <laughs> I don't quite know why more people don't write their own tunes because it's hard I guess well it's tricky <laughs> but even if you just write like a simple Gypsy Jazz tune mm-hmm. at least that's something different from yeah, anything yeah. else and like yeah. To hear, again, to hear somebody play, let's say you're a guitar player, you want to put yourself out there, put yourself, I'm going to record some Django tunes, it's like, well, I'm sure you play them really well, but there's a lot of other guys who do also play them oh, really man. well. Yeah, really, really well. And, yeah. you know, if you're fighting for room on the internet, you know, <laughs> and in the in the suggestions is, is yeah. Cornelius Corkery and then below is Berelli Legrand, <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to be clicking on Berelli. Only if we know him. She wants red, red wine. I don't know it. I drink I it, but I don't know how to play it. <laughs> what do you know? I tell you what, we'll play one and then that's the one we'll know. Go on, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was asking you. What was I saying? <laughs> Just about Django really. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so if, if you write your own tune, well, you know, at least that's something something worth listening to, something original. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody else is doing your tune. No, no, no. It's not, and it's nice to play them on gigs and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. You sort of remember like what it's like to be sort of a, mm. a musician rather than like yeah. a, a jobbing mercenary. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Gypsy Jazz has that sort of thing where everyone's like uh, playing the standards and getting virtuo, you know, the virtuoso element. Yeah. I really like that, but it's you're, you're, there's a lot of people that are really good at it, yeah. and like, you know, you only have to go to Samoa to see. The level is just insane. Yeah, and, and so many as well. <laughs> yeah, like it's not just like and kids. Are, yeah, just young kids. Yeah, right. like ten year olds. Yeah, yeah, ten year olds. So yeah, you know, if you ever feel like giving up playing guitar, just write a song. <laughs> yeah. Lads, can we play? Um, can we play Noir? Yeah. 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 Be nice. I don't think we've done that. Never. I never play that. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing with playing the standards is we're running out of shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, take it away, Harry.
Never play it as well. So it's, uh, it's a bit underplayed. Well, I do a lot of play with Toby Medlin, and he just doesn't like it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, fair I've enough. Heard him, I've heard him veto that one before. Oh, you know. we really like fallen <laughs> out over that, over that tune. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> yeah, he never wants to play it, but it's, uh, it's an absolute beer. Yeah. Anybody need another beer? I'm good. I'm still going. I'm a bit scared about all the, the toilets wee, being I'm shot, a bit scared yeah. about the Wii situation. This old park. There's we like a public toilet there, but I think it's closed. No, no, I would have thought so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, no thanks, I'm good. I've still got some left. <laughs> 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 you can just edit out the last minute there. Yeah. What, um, what pick are you using? Is that a Tooltex? So I'm using a, a t uh, yeah, I think it's Tooltex. A Dunlop 1.5. And I constantly it? switch Actually, between... Are we allowed to touch platforms? I'm, I'm, I'm constantly switching between the light purple ones and the green oh, ones depending yeah, yeah, on how, yeah. how sweaty my hands are. Because these ones are great because they don't slip around. Yeah, right. But the purple ones are my favourite, but they, on a hot day like today, it, it seems like um, to keep hold of. more and more people are going for slightly thinner, like rigid. Well, I use it on the like side. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the best thing I ever did, as really? far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that was because I've always liked the Parisian style of playing. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, I was playing with a wagon, and it's it was quite hard work. And I used to like the Rosenberg thing, but then I slowly got more into the Parisian thing and jazz. And then I found that if I play like this, 
everything I play on the gypsy jazz guitar, I can just move it over to electric. Because uh, yeah, it's the yeah. same, I use that for electric as well, yeah. and for like shred, it doesn't matter, fusion-y stuff. Because that's what I was looking for, because every time I change guitar, I just feel lost. You know? Yeah, you'd have to, yeah, exactly. So I, you find a middle ground and then just got to work with it. And nice. Yeah, I don't know. I find you can get a good... Oh, no. It's un, like a nice tone. It's, a lot of plays, it's not very gypsy. Well, it sounds <laughs> good though, right? Yeah, it sounds great. And yeah. it's very much that kind of modern Parisian sound. Yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. the guitars, they almost sound like arch tops. That's it. It's nice and clean and transparent sounding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what do you think the trade-off was? Because, like I say, if your first... RSI. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but like, when you're first getting into Gypsy Jazz, like, I just remember like, every, everywhere I read, yeah. it was like, you've got to have big heavy plectrums, yeah. but like, yeah. the heavier, yeah, like, that's what I, better, uh, like, I, I was beast. bashing away with the wagon, like the 5 mil one, thinking this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it works for, for, works for some. A, lot, a lot of gypsies and stuff, it works great. I mean, they're massive guys. Well, I don't yeah, know if that I don't one, know if that counts, but maybe to them it's the same. My little skinny arms, same thing. With yeah, it's all still in proportion, yeah, right? Exactly. That's why you use jazz threes, you know. Well, you know, um, Martin Taylor, he actually has a plectrum of Django's that um, Stefan gave him. Oh, right. Martin Taylor used to tour with Stefan for like yeah. years and years, and he gave it to Martin as a, as a present. And there's a little YouTube video of him showing it, and like he basically just pulls out like a spherical marble of yeah, a reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's completely worn down. Right. And it's like like five mil or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, what the hell? Like, how could you mistake it's like that a pebble. for, for oh, an extremes <laughs> Yeah right. <laughs> yeah no it's the last Django isn't it? It's everything about his playing's mad. I mean I was just trying to work on some stuff recently trying to transcribe some Django and it's so difficult. It's mm. so difficult. Mm. It's so much for me it's so much more difficult than you know, even even <clears throat> listen to like like Borelli and Adrian and everyone, they're like amazing at threading licks together and ideas and they're really playful with it, but Django's like yeah. Well the thing I find really it's tough about thing, transcribing a Django solo is is Django would make all those you would go through it trying to mine a solo for really cool licks. Yeah. And see so you, you you hear something. It's not necessarily one of the fast licks, it's just a, a nice melodic passage. God, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, right. And you learn what the notes are and you play it and it just sounds dreadful. It sounds so dull. <laughs> it's all about the nuance. Exactly. Django, and that's what's so difficult. That's what's so difficult. Yeah. So, like, you know, the fast licks kind of are sort of obviously quite impressive. And you don't even have to play them with great finesse, like, they just sound mint. They're yeah, just like yeah. badass. Yeah, licks. if you get them out by the time they're supposed to, they're going to sound like quite good. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. The thing, that's the thing with the simple phrase, it is like the nuance comes into it so much more. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. with the Django, transcribing a Django solo, it's often those little passages that are almost impossible to Yeah, there's yeah. this guy I found on YouTube last, last week. Lots of people have already heard of him. He's called Antonis R, I can't remember, A, R, F. And then it does something or something and if you just type in tiger rag like antonis tiger rag he plays it exactly how django plays oh, it really? with two fingers and it is it makes you realize how insane django was django was like is he to the guy play that the hat? i mean i might not narrow it down that much no I feel like i've seen a video of a guy <laughs> saying like i play tiger rag with two fingers sort of thing. oh man yeah I, d I don't think he wears a hat in this video but okay. it is it is sh like it, it really makes you just i mean the video is sort of, it's a bit like why, but at the same time, 
it makes you really think Django did that and that yeah. is mm. that's what's amazing well this is it because you I think one of the things that when you first hear Django it sounds so good and then you realise the, the, the disability yeah and then you kind of forget about the disability yeah, yeah. and every now and then you're like yeah bear in mind it's like yeah <laughs> two yeah. fingers and the chords as well like he's playing some really pretty hardcore chords with two fingers yeah to, and what, I, what I love about that is the fact that with the chord sounds, a lot of them have that kind of shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's partly the disability kind of made yeah. the flavour, you know? It, it gave you get just, it, just that sound. Yeah, it's funny. And he gets so much from just from two, two three fingers, because he had sort of these just as they could just go flat. Oh, thing. Yeah. But it's like. That's yeah, sort of right. Thing. Yeah. So nice, so nice. And his comping's amazing. That's the other thing. This guy transcribes a few songs in there. It's just like he does all the comping in between as well. Mm. And that's what's nobody does that. No, I mean nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another thing then. So practice, like, yeah, you're, you know, as you've alluded to, you're quite into that kind of modern Parisian jazz sound, and you're playing this kind of very sort of new kind of top floor stuff. Do you have like? Would you consider yourself like an obsessive practicer, or do you just pick it up when you can? Or yeah, not really. I don't practice. I don't have any sort of schedule or anything like this. I've been talking to people about this recently because of the lockdown. You yeah. know how much you practice. I just play w what I want to play. I sometimes work on what I know I suck at. So, which is hard because I hate yeah, it's I hate enjoyable it. practice. No, it's much more fun to play the stuff you're really good exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I'll work on a song that I just don't like, but I know that it will come up in a jam. Okay. It's that sort of thing that you, I, I do occasionally. But in terms of practicing, I mean, I did I did play quite a lot. I started getting strip jazz when I was 17, and I did, I did play quite a lot when I was younger. But I always just listened to players I liked and transcribed it, got that lick, and thought, what does that fit over? Yeah. That's it. I'm no. I don't. I'm not great with theory. Um, I know what chords. I've got better recently about all chords and why they work over certain things. But I just know certain things work over certain chords. Yeah. You got major minor dominant seventh. That's End it. Of That's story. all you need. I, I stumbled upon a Joe Pass um, kind of one of those hot licks videos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he <laughs> makes that point like it's like oh there's only three chords and yeah. what's funny is the guy because Joe Pass wasn't a massive theory guy either and the first time they tried to do a hot licks video it, it went really wrong because it'd be like the the guy behind the camera says okay so look if you have like a two five one C what do you play and he's like well I, I play this and he plays some amazing yeah and the guy's like, okay so that thing you just played yeah, yeah. How, how do you approach that and he's like thinks he goes ah he says I hear it in my head <laughs> and it's like no but what about no, yeah. chords and theories it's like oh, that stuff's too much hard work yeah. but then he says there's only three chords you know, I mean the way I see it is like I've listened to like I, I had a real session where I was like listening to Adrian Wynyard a lot and Sebastian Gino and they're, like they're just really good at organising in their head like ideas it doesn't have to be licks it can be like patterns and all this sort of stuff and they just turn it upside down fit them all together they're so comfortable it's not it looks so impossible at first but it's just connecting ideas they've got loads of ideas they're good good at memory quick thinkers yeah and I think that's the secret really it is funny because sometimes a lot of this stuff 
sounds like impossible. Mm. And then you learn, you, you, maybe you like take one or two licks and just work on them, and then you realize, oh, hang on a sec, that was just like a simple, there was a 251 you just snuck in there quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, it's not always as, as, as impossible as no. it sounds. No, 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 no. Yeah. And, 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 and for you, was that, that was transcribing solos, that's how you broke down that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just transcribing licks, not even solos. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have the commitment to do a whole solo sometimes, I'll just do a little lick, take it and then I try and play it in a jam or on a gig. And it takes quite a lot of time for it to get comfortable and come out in your playing. And yeah, I mean, there's things I have tried to work on, because I sometimes play with singers, so I've had to work on my time quite a lot, because I think it sucked, and it still does suck, but it's like, it's one of those things that's so difficult to get right just feel you know well you know yeah I, I, I'm trying to work on my time a lot and often I realize that I might have like a go to a jam that I thought was good or a gig and I realized this we just played all the tunes really fast yeah like, yeah so it, 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 it you know that's it somewhat tempo yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and anytime something went a bit slower it was really difficult oh there is there is there is like a sweet like the opposite of a sweet spot whatever that is like a death pit for like <laughs> for gypsy jazz which is really difficult uh, and it's like you don't hear any of the guys like Borelli, Adrian playing that yeah. ever they probably just don't want it. because it's on a, these acoustic guitars it's really difficult and occasionally like, I know you, like Robin Nolan will play at that tempo sometimes I've, 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 I've seen said talk about him earlier but like he's brave because it's difficult yeah, it's so it's hard really to say just under medium and with jazz you know you've got a bit more sustain it's a bit easier with your guitar and amp but well, a, a drummer will be handy as well like. oh exactly yeah but definitely I mean I find it actually easier playing faster these days because I practice it quite a lot absolutely I totally agree. well the bit I really don't like is when on balance whether like work out should I sustain or should I oh yeah and sometimes that can be stylistic but yeah. I do notice that, especially with singers, they sometimes really expect one or the other. Yeah. And yeah. if you get it wrong, you get the old death stare <laughs> across, across the stage. Uh. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I've, I, I guess I've always been into different types of uh, music as well. Um, what, what else? Practicing, practicing with gypsy jazz was like, it's the same for everything. I, I, I got into guitar playing shred. Yeah. You know. Like Kim Bay Malmsteen, yeah, sort of yeah. thing, and then I wasn't very good at it, but I used to like it. And then Absolutely. through that fusion, and then sort of I played in a funk band. I was playing fusion, like Guthrie Govan. Oh, amazing! Yeah, that was my yeah, favourite yeah. guitarist. For I've years. been on such a Guthrie binge like the last two oh, months. He's, he's, the best. he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. I still love. I still like playing in that sort of style, listening to it, but. There's something really so authentic about this style. You know, there's no hiding. And even with Guthrie, he's got lots of distortion. There's a bit of hiding. He's a super tidy player, but... Yeah. Well, I, th I think, like, the guitar and the album pedals do a lot of the work. They can do. If you get... If, if you get... Yeah. Well, like, I was watching a Rick Beato video yeah, today, yeah, yeah. and it was a lad who plays guitar in a band called Animals as Leaders. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Like, ludicrous, amazing. Brilliant, like yeah, yeah. you know, respect. It's got the old. But, but like he was talking about, um, <laughs> um, yeah, because he does a lot of kind of just sort of false hammer yeah, tap yeah. or anything. And Rick Beato's like, so uh, do you use much compression? And he's like, 
Yeah, it's yeah, pretty massive actually. Yeah, like, yeah. Without the compression, like none of this really works. Yeah. Mm. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not slagging them off, but I do think there's something amazing about just a, you know, a piece of wood, <laughs> some metal strings. Yeah, of course. I guess and it's being like able to it's manipulate that. That's what thing, isn't it? I think that's what really like, because it. I think that guys like Borelli and Adrian and Sebastian, I mean, they can play any guitar yeah. and it sounds killing. Yeah. Whereas a lot of really famous players are great and I love listening to them. But they can't, they can't play a lot of different styles. They just do one thing. Um, they do it really well, but I don't know. I like, I like lots of different things going on. I mean, lots of different styles. Ben, let's pick a tune. Do you know? Do you know what I found in your baby? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Do you take the head? Yeah. Yes, sir. I think we did that on a podcast, but it was like another did podcast we? ago. Okay. And yeah. Well, you can come round again. Yeah. Hey, okay. Hey. 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 Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your hair is long, or is that's yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. the lockdown, lockdown, lockdown yeah. hair. Yeah. I mean, I was a skinhead before. Yeah, yeah, I found my solution. <laughs> strings on yesterday. They were I, the ones I had on were for Christmas. They were like brown and horrible. It's <laughs> such a nice feeling. Oh, God. It's like I don't like buying like a new car or something. You drive really fast or like it just everything feels good, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These haven't been changed. The opposite on bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got wear them You've in. got like a month or two of it just sounding horrible. Yeah. That sounds like a bass again. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Straight into it.
Ridiculously well. <laughs> As if he wasn't doing good enough. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> God, do you know what? The other day we were chatting away and um, I said, God, that guy, he's got so much bloody money. I'm really annoyed about it. And then I went, oh, Did you give him money? Well, I, yeah, I guess yeah. I did. And then I was like, Did you give him money? Yeah, that's shit, I give him money too. We yeah. all give him our fucking money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's impossible, not. it's almost impossible not to, you know? It's so damn convenient. It's too convenient. Well, it, yeah, it's so hard to take a step back from having that convenience. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. like, yeah, I could... Same day delivery. Yeah, yeah. Like, I needed a guitar book during the quarantine. And the, this is when um, we were in lockdown. It was really slow postage on everything. I got something yeah, off eBay yeah, and it yeah. took, like, two weeks. Mm. This was right at the start. So I was just like, if I get it off Amazon, I'll get it tomorrow. And then I can teach yeah. the kids straight away. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's really difficult. One day at work... Um, like the boss basically they paid to get this like super good Amazon like same day delivery thing yeah. and he was just like guys what should we get like, should we try it out and we're like uh, alright try to post it and click ok on the computer and in an hour some dude on a motorbike came with some post <laughs> it was mental yeah, yeah. I've never seen anything like it no probably not good but no right <laughs> but it's just so convenient like so, so I've set up in baking quite a bit and yeah. like I needed some yeast and there's obviously been like no, no flour yeast in the yeah. shop so I bought some on eBay to try and avoid Amazon yeah yeah so yeah like two weeks to arrive yeah and the next one I got like half a kilo of Amazon the other day and it came that same day actually yeah. the same day as well yeah. and it's like you can't even find this in like normal shops no. it's like quite special no. stuff I don't know how it's crazy yeah it's hard Gang, we're getting up to that now. Yeah. Let's do one more, and then I'll turn it off. And then I'll, if you want to hang about, I'll get some pizzas. Sure. Yeah. Cold, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll work that out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to play? I'll stand up. Swing for you. Cool. And uh, look, is there anything, you know, any news that you want to say? Oh, well, yeah, I've got this really big gig next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the, I think the Jang- we're going to try and do um, some sort of live stream at some point with the Django Collective. Now we can meet up. Yeah, um, definitely. From yeah, someone's yeah. garden, so. You'll yeah. need like 14 metres, right? That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need a big garden. <laughs> yeah, um, just all the usual stuff. Follow London Django Collective and on Instagram and Facebook. Because I guess that's how we we're sort of. That's how things sell it. That's how we sell it. That's it. That's how we sell it. Like, follow and subscribe. That's how we. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. All right. Here we go. 
Thanks, Cornelius. Hey, thanks. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Good on you, lads.